Welcome to another Nick Hawkes podcast. I could live anywhere in the world if it weren't for Second Valley. You see, it spoiled me for living anywhere else. <laughs> now, before I tell you any more, I have to insist you promise not to share this information with anyone. Otherwise, the world will turn up at Second Valley and spoil its charm. It is, unsurprisingly, a valley which runs between steeply rounded hills to the sea. The hillsides are golden in the summer, particularly when highlighted by the setting sun, and green in winter. And winter is best. In the mornings there's a, a hint of wood smoke in the air, and cattle munch contentedly on steep hills silvered with dew. Houses are sparse. And there are old stone cottages with secret stories hidden amongst them. The beach is an arc of sand squeezed between rocky headlands and dramatic cliffs. It looks, looks like something from the front cover of an Enid Blyton Famous Five book. <laughs> Note to millennials, Enid Blyton wrote innocent adventure books about children who did not spend their lives chained to social media platforms. Her literary legacy was largely killed off some decades ago by political correctness, which, in its creative way, managed to conjure offence from its innocence. Today, children are required to read about gender fluidity and stranger danger instead. But I digress. Second Valley is a place where you can sit and listen to the sea gurgling as it lifts and falls between the rocks and marvel at the symmetry of the wings of a seagull. All important things. If you look beyond the harshly minimalistic metal toilet block and the modern safety rails on the jetty, the place still whispers its history. And why do I tell you this? Because life despite being corrupted by sin and suffering, is miraculous, truly miraculous. Something of its beauty and design still pierces the armoured protection we've placed over our hearts to protect ourselves against the possibility of God. Ours really is an amazing universe. Please don't take it for granted and fail to ponder what might be behind it. I was listening to an atheist on TV, a scientist who was trying to convince the lady interviewing him that she had no significance beyond being a random bag of protons, electrons and neutrons. There was no purpose to her, no meaning to her, and nothing significant about her existed. The atheist smiled at her with a smile of someone who was a scientist and therefore knew what he was saying was true. Did he know the truth, I wonder? What do you think? There are three rather obvious problems with his claim. Firstly, he has manifestly failed to explain why the extraordinary complex quantum world of subatomic particles actually came about. I mean, to assume they came from nothing, as a result of nothing, by a mechanism that has never been discovered and for which there is no precedent, is scientifically absurd. 
Science relies, you see, on the principle of cause and effect. And the atheist has given no explanation as to what caused the subatomic particles to exist and do what they do in their marvellous micro-world. Secondly, the atheistic scientist has given no explanation as to why these atomic particles have been organised over time to form sentient intelligent life on the third planet out from a middle-aged star. He has not explained why beautiful laws of physics and mathematical codes have come about to build life, to build people capable of laughter, compassion and creativity. And thirdly, I'd want to say to this scientist, if everything is just a cosmic accident, then there is no fundamental philosophic truth inside of anyone. All there is, according to the atheist, is a bag of subatomic particles. Therefore, how can the atheist re reliably know there is no God? Hmm. By his own admission, you see, all he is is a bunch of meaningless particles from which it is impossible to produce any truth claim that has any philosophic substance. In other words, if what he says is true, he cannot know he is speaking truth about truth. His highly reductionist model of humanity reduces everything to meaninglessness, including his own truth claims. He's like someone who just sees bits of metal, plastic and carbon fibre, but he doesn't actually know he's looking at a Formula One racing car that has been built for a purpose. If these three reasons aren't enough to reject such atheistic claims, there is also the fact that most of humanity has the conviction, at least at some stage in their life, that there is a mind behind the cosmos. In other words, it seems as if we were programmed to relate to God. Notwithstanding our predilection for rebelling against obeying anyone other than ourselves, <laughs> there is still the nagging in our hearts that suggests we should seek God. And this particularly happens when you slow down enough to enjoy the beauty of places such as Second Valley. So, don't you think it's time you sought out the mind behind your existence and discovered his love for you? I'm Nick Hawkes.